Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, hello. I'm so excited for you to join me today. Today is big episode 100 and I can't believe we made it here. When I first started out just over a year ago now, 100 seemed like forever away. It seemed like years down the road, but... We made it and because of you listening, because of you supporting, sharing your feedback with me, sharing the episodes with friends, I wanted to start off this episode with just saying a big thank you to you. There would be no podcast without you, so I really do appreciate it. And for episode 100, I wanted to change it up a bit and so this one is still very much fitness focused. But I had a conversation a few months ago on my friend Madison's podcast. Her podcast is Money with Madison. And I came on to talk all about how to fit in fitness with your budgeting or how to stay in shape and be healthy for less money. And so I think that you're really going to like this because it's a perfect mix of how can you focus on budgeting, but also on your health and not having to sacrifice one for the other. So it's from the Money with Madison podcast. I'll link it down below and I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. I think you bring up a good point and you focus on something really important of going from playing sports in college to then like what happens after like you might be burnt out and there's just like so many things or like you don't have access to the free weight room at the college that you're used to like you don't have all these things just provided for you and all this accountability so like how do you recommend people get through that sort of transition? Yeah, no, I like what you mentioned too. Of It just wasn't as accessible anymore because I know that a lot of college campuses, they have a free gym that's, you know, built into your tuition. So it's not really free, but you feel like you're not paying for it. And being an athlete too, you know, I had personal trainers and I had coaches and nutritionists and all of this that once again, we're free. And then when I graduated, I was like, oh, you know, that might be nice to do. Let's see how much personal trainers cost. And I looked and it could be like $200 a session, especially in Boston. You know, everything is more expensive than the suburbs. And I was moving from Oklahoma to Boston. So everything was already kind of a culture shock in terms of price. And just joining a gym 
plain gym, no perks, like that could be like $80 a month. And so I didn't really see the value in it. I was like, okay, like I know going to the gym would be nice, but here I am getting an entry level job, trying to pay for rent for the first time, and it just doesn't fit in. And I thought that health was not only this hard thing, but also a really expensive thing. And so this is the part that I really did like about COVID and was a lesson that I had learned was all of the ways that we do exercise and move our bodies that we don't actually count as exercise because it might not be in a gym. So when COVID first started, you know, I was getting super cabin fever, just staying inside all day. So I started picking up these daily walks and walking is a type of exercise that's so underrated. It it has great health benefits and can be just as beneficial as going to the gym for 20 minutes. And so things like that, they're free. And I think that we sometimes dismiss the things that are free and easy because it almost feels like, oh, that's not enough. That's not enough. But if you are in the spot of, I want to be healthier, but maybe, you know, the finances aren't there right now, there are so many free options on YouTube. There are so many free options just outside and it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg of like these boutique fitness studios that we see. Yeah, totally. And you bring up such a good point about like our mindset around free stuff. You get what you pay for. So it's like if you're not paying for anything, how good can it be? Free stuff is out there and it's super beneficial. It's just like you have to change your mindset around it. Exactly. Because whatever results you're looking for, if you're doing it for results or if you're just looking for an improvement of your lifestyle or whatever it might be, like you can get that same things on your own or maybe not necessarily on your own but for a cheaper avenue and I think that you know there's this hard line of a lot of people like fitness and signing up for classes me personally too because it has some accountability built in right I'm not gonna skip a class if I paid for it I'm that type of person I'm like no I worked hard for this I'm not gonna waste my money um so it kind of you know has that accountability set in but on the other hand you know, it's also not necessary. It's not a necessary part of being fit and being in shape to have a personal trainer. And I think that a lot of the times also what you see maybe on social media or see what your friends are doing, it could like it could look like those more expensive things. It could look like CrossFit or training for a marathon. Like those things are expensive and there are the simpler ways to do it. So with classes, like you mentioned, there is that accountability. You purchase the class, um, you know, your list, your name is on a list and people are expecting you to be there almost. And so that really forces you to go do those things. But with the free stuff, like it is great, but how do you recommend or like how can people still hold themselves accountable to stuff like that? What if you treated it as if it was that appointment or as if you're signing up for a class and meeting someone there? So maybe it is texting a friend and saying, hey, do you want to meet up and run three miles at 5 p.m.? And then, you know, based on time, you'll be done at 545, right? Like that's something very tangible and you can check off once done. Whereas if I'm just like, yeah, going to the gym three times a week is what I want to do, but then you never even plan which days those are. Well, that's how it's not going to happen. And so creating a really clear routine or structure of what you're looking for, either in terms of, okay, I'm going to the gym for 45 minutes, or I'm going at this time, or I'm going to go until I accomplish X, Y, Z, whatever it is, having something concrete and tangible is how you'll be able to get there. Totally. And I love that. I feel like there are so many correlations between like personal finances and working out and 
I teach the same thing with tracking your net worth. Literally put it in your calendar, make an appointment, say on this day at this time for 30 minutes dedicated to checking my net worth. So I think, and it's like, it helps. Like I know for me, for my financial journey. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that too, because that's how I encourage everyone to look at fitness. If you're listening to this and you're like, I've never really been healthy. I've never been, you know, the person that lives at the gym or has a routine, but you're someone that, you know, has control over your finances or has control over your business. Approach fitness how you approach anything else, because Everything you start as a beginner as, and I think that a lot of times we're afraid to be a beginner in the gym or we're afraid to be a beginner with a fitness routine because, you know, it is a vulnerable thing. You have to put yourself out there. You you are showing up in a new way. You're pushing yourself. And the things that work for you in business are things that are going to work for you in fitness, whether that is, you know, tracking. You said you track a budget. You can track your workout routine, whether it's starting small, something like, okay, you're going to start five minutes a day and then you build up that routine, whatever it is that works for you in other areas of your life, it's directly relatable into fitness as well. So switching gears a little bit from like the workout aspect of fitness, what about like eating healthy and like having those sorts of good habits because that's another area that people love to be like oh well eating healthy is so expensive and I don't have time to meal prep and all this stuff and again I feel like in college it's a lot easier because again you have the cafeteria you can just go get food and they have healthy options there just ready for you what are some tips for eating healthy but not like spending a ton of money Yeah, so eating healthy is definitely something that can add up really fast. Like I'm sure if you've ever gone to an organic store or maybe even you go to Whole Foods one time over like Star Market, you're like, okay, wow, I see the difference of how expensive this can get. And especially when eating out, you know, sometimes the salads will be like $18 and the burger is like 12 and then the pizza is like eight. So you're like, okay, I'll have a whole meal for a lot cheaper. But the thing that I think that a lot of people don't realize when grocery shopping specifically for healthy food too is if you are buying a ton of snacks, you're buying, you know, a lot of the goldfish and the Oreos and things that I love and I get too, (laughs) if you're snacking on all of those those costs add up and those aren't actually filling foods. Whereas if you spent that same money on vegetables, on fruits, on filling proteins, those things are actually going to fill you up. So it does look more shocking, you know, if you're going for salmon that's more expensive or fresh fruits and veggies, but those things are filling. And so you actually won't even eat as much of it. And then also some other smaller things too, is a lot of times shopping local for these things is where you'll save a lot of your money. There are farmer's markets in Boston. I don't know if you've been, and I'm sure that they're all over the country too, but once a week, if you just plan to go on that Sunday, you can get a whole carton of strawberries for $1, or you could get a whole carton of strawberries at you know a Stop and Shop for $3 or Whole Foods for $6, and right, they're all relatively the same. And so it just takes a little bit of planning and also knowing that there are other options. It doesn't always have to be, you know, this organic, fresh, whatever other keywords there are. These things can just be frozen and live in your freezer and it'll be half the cost. 
Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. Um, I haven't been to the farmer's market in Boston. I want to though, but also there is, there are companies that like will send you boxes of super cheap fruits and vegetables that are like leftover. Like I know, um, I think Friday food market, which is based in Boston, but they like go outside of the city. And again, yeah, a carton of strawberries for a dollar or whatever. And it's so cheap and you can just stock up. Yeah, I think that a lot of companies are starting to do something like that. There's another one too, and I forget the name, but they send you all the deformed ones. So basically, it's still, you know, great food. But if the banana maybe like has a weird bend in it, so it wouldn't actually sell in a store, they'll sell it to you for a lot cheaper because it was discarded from them. And so... You know, I love this aspect of it, too, because not only are you personally saving money, but it's also helping the environment and it's helping everyone. And so I I love those options, too. Real quick, since we're talking about ways to add in additional veggies and vitamins, minerals, all of that, I wanted to share one more tip with you of a product that I've been using recently. So every morning I decide to start my day with a green supplement one scoop into a glass of water and I have over 75 vitamins and minerals being absorbed into my body for my immune system, for energy, for digestive health. All of that's covered in just one drink. So that's why I've been using Athletic Greens and I have a great offer to share with you today. If you go to Athletic Greens now, you'll actually get five free sample packs and a full year of vitamin D with your purchase. So if you go to athleticgreens.com slash liveyourpb, athleticgreens.com slash liveyourpb. You can get this offer. As I said, it's really easy. Just every morning, one scoop into my water to start off my day on the right foot, feeling good, feeling great. And I can't wait for you guys to try it too. So graduating college, like we mentioned before, comes with a lot of challenges financially, um, but also, yeah, in the terms of what you focus on of going from being a college athlete to just like not but i feel like paying for gym memberships or healthy food can usually be at the bottom of most people's priority list do you think that's because it's so expensive or just because they're like burnt out from that lifestyle yeah i think it's a little bit of both there's definitely burnout but then there's also you might not have the knowledge that you can do it a different way. If you're used to, you know, working out every single day, twice a day, and then you start this new phase, you start a new job, you move, you're like, I don't want to continue that. You almost don't see the in-between. You don't see that it's not the all or nothing of, oh, I have to be on a meal plan again and perform well and push my body at the gym. Like you can go just for maintenance. You can go just to, as I said, like be a stress relief. It doesn't always have to be like striving for these performance goals. And I think that that is the main thing. They're used to only approaching fitness from one angle when there are 10,000 reasons that you could start and join the gym. Again, that's another thing that I focused on while teaching personal finances is that a lot of people think there's only one right way to do something like they just get it in their head or like maybe something in the past had worked for them and they're trying to like recreate it. Like I know for me, I in high school, I followed the paleo diet and I ran like every day and I lost a ton of weight. And so now like in my and then I stopped, of course, because it was borderline unhealthy. Um, 
And then in my adult life, though, every time I think about wanting to lose weight or, um, you know, being healthier, I automatically like always just go to paleo. Like, oh, I need to do paleo. I need to cut carbs. I need to not eat any junk food or, you know, just cut it all out completely. I don't even start because I'm just like, that's not. I can't do that. So there are other ways, obviously, to be healthy and to lose weight. Um, so that's a really good point. Yeah, we just get stuck in the way that we have been doing stuff or that we're used to or that feels comfortable. And it might not always be efficient or effective or even what our goal is anymore. And I love that once again, you bring it back to budgeting because I think that this could be a really relatable example. So say someone starts working with you because they're like, you know what, in 10 years, I want to buy a house. And so I want to stick with my budget more and have a lot more money for the down payment. And that's how they come in. Just like a lot of people with the gym, they might come in with the goal of weight loss. I want to lose 10 pounds or whatever. Well, then as they're working with you, maybe a year down the line, something happens. And so they're no longer focused on that money goal. But maybe, you know, when COVID happened, they we're able to use that money as an emergency fund or maybe a little bit more freedom or whatever else comes up and they realize, you know, yes, they didn't reach that goal of getting the house or whatever, but it was actually able to help them sooner and with something that they weren't even expecting yet. And that's what I see a lot of people, what happens with the gym is they come in just, you know, really focus on this physical appearance or focusing on weight loss. And then they realize, you know, all of the smaller benefits that it has in their day-to-day -day life, or maybe that it is a passion of theirs and something that they just enjoy doing. And so I think that's the just most exciting part of it all. And also why I encourage anyone to start where they're at, what regardless of their goals. When you work on those areas of your lives, it's not just affecting those areas of your lives, you know, like it bleeds into all other things like your relationships and how you're how you work, like how productive you are, how happy you are, what your lifestyle looks like. It's I mean, it's all so interconnected that um, there are so many other benefits than just going to the gym or just focusing on your budget. Exactly. So can you give us maybe some of your tips on just how we can be healthy and have an active lifestyle without spending a lot of money or maybe with spending a lot of money? Because again, going back to you get what you pay for, I think there is a balance you can find with investing in yourself and like being proud of that and having that accountability because you're invested just you know giving any sort of tips you have on all that so the first one and i know that this might sound generic but it applies to fitness too and it's knowing your why of getting started because i think this goes back into okay well how much are you going to actually invest in this because if your health and your weight or whatever your goal is is something that's keeping you up at night like this is something that you think about daily that might be worth the investment that might be worth the money to get it off your mind and actually have a plan of getting there Whereas if this is something that might be more of a nice to have or something of, yeah, you know, I was really good and disciplined on my own in the past. I should just start picking it up again. That's when maybe you can just rely on yourselves or the motivation of friends or, you know, those free resources that we were talking about. So I think that step one is knowing, you know, how serious of a commitment are you going to make this to yourself and how much time do you want to dedicate to it? And then the second part from that is starting small but also having a plan so 
when people say, you know, I want to get healthy and I want to start this diet or whatever, it's almost like they want to create a circle on their calendar and be like, this was the day. This was the day that I joined a gym and I threw out all the clothes and I never had fast food again. And that's just not how it works. It's much more gradual than that. And it should be more gradual than that because you want it to fit in with your current lifestyle and also be something that is enjoyable and something sustainable. And so by having a plan of starting twice a week, three times per week, with working out or as we mentioned with the meal prep and groceries, just adding in one extra vegetable or making some substitutes here or there. That's what it actually looks like and that's how you'll reach results. I know that a lot of times, you know, we want everything so fast and we want it yesterday and we want it to be done already. But, you know, this really is for the long haul, just like budgeting, just like finance that we see. You know, it's something that takes some work. It's right? Like we're not saying that it's super easy or that it requires no effort, but by knowing why you're doing it and then starting small with the plan, I think those two things is what sets you up for success, even if it doesn't feel like you're doing enough right now. Same thing with budgeting, same thing with finances. We want to be debt-free the day we start making extra payments. So, and also the very first thing you said about knowing where you are and like knowing what you're capable of right now, like most college athletes, they know how to work out. They know what they should be eating, what they should be doing to like stay healthy and maintain their weight and things like that. So they can kind of, like you said, be on their own and can usually hold themselves accountable. Whereas someone who's never really worked out, never had a trainer or a coach, never was taught about healthy foods or nutritional stuff like that, they're going to have no idea where to start. And it's going to be really overwhelming. And same thing with finances. If you have somebody who has like accounting or finance background, they're probably going to be better with their money. It's all about knowing you and knowing where you are. So it's such a personal journey too, because Say going back to you, like you said that you used to run every single day, but it was also at the point where you're on paleo and you're kind of getting into these unhealthy habits. So if you were to say, okay, I want to start a healthy journey again, and someone goes, oh, well, you have to pick up running and you have to do it every day, right? You might be getting those horrible flashbacks of like, no, I can't do that. And so that's part of it of just like knowing yourself and knowing what works for you. And if you don't know what works for you yet, it's trial and error, right? Like you can be a beginner. You can be failing at something like it's okay for all of that. And don't expect it to just be perfect your first time around. Yeah, totally. And that's funny because I do have a virtual personal trainer that I work with. And I remember when we had our first like intro call and like to figure out what kind of workouts I wanted. I remember I was just like so adamant. I was like, no cardio. Yeah, I love that. See, like you're trying something new, trying what fits for you. Like that's just all part of it. And it should be fun and enjoyable. Switching gears again, I want to talk about your new book, which is so crazy. Like, I know somebody who wrote a book. So let's uh, talk about that. Tell us that process, how you decided you even wanted to write a book and just what's in it. Yeah, so my book is coming out in August, is being published in August, and it's called Elite to Everyday Athlete, Nine Steps to Getting Off the Sidelines of Life. And once again, this, you know, just started as a COVID project. So I started my podcast and my podcast was all about 
you know, just motivation to work out, how to incorporate it into your lifestyle, just kind of like we're talking about here. And I thought that it was going to be for people that had never worked out before. I thought it was going to be for the people that were almost like afraid to go into the gyms. And what I found was everyone that was reaching out to me were my old teammates, like the people that know how to push themselves in the gym, that know how to work out. And I was like, what? Like, why do you guys need this? And I realized that a lot of athletes would go through this same transition that I did where we just didn't join a gym after we didn't see the benefits, we're burnt out, everything else. And this can apply to athletes of any level, whether, you know, you were just a high school athlete on the club team, or you just do intramurals after work, like whatever it is, there's always an athlete in us, which is why I came up with this idea of being an everyday athlete. And that looks like, you know, not dedicating your whole life to it, but just it's part of your identity because it's something that you enjoy to do. And so I've never written before. You know, it's not like I spend my day job like writing or I do blogging. Like I had never written anything before, but I really thought that this would be a great opportunity. And I really wanted this to be a book because it's something that people, it's a process that you follow. This isn't something where I wanted people to listen in on a podcast and not know how to apply it from there. It was bringing them through this whole transition. And because I had no background in writing a book or any sort of writing, I approached it how I did fitness of Okay, if I just show up every day and write for 30 minutes to an hour every day or every other day, I wonder what will happen from here. Like, I wonder how much it will grow. And so I did that at the beginning of COVID. And within like three months, I got over 25,000 words written. I reached out to a publisher and this seemed like a great idea. And so, you know, I'm just building on the ideas that I had already known, building on everything that I already talk about daily, but now just in a book. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. And yeah, it's really like coming full circle too. Like you said, you approached it the same way you approach fitness and that just makes it even like more cool. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that's what I think is really important for everyone to listen. Like going to the gym for 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day, like some people say that they don't have time for that because they view it as a waste of time they're like oh well that will just take an hour out of my day and it's really not it's really building trust with yourself getting to learn more about yourself and your body and then you can apply that other places and so that's what i've personally done with my own life that's what i love to teach others how to do too and yeah now i have a whole book from it (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah like it adds up the 30 minutes you spent yesterday it's still gonna be there the next day when you start working on it again so it's just like building on each other exactly that's awesome okay so where can my listeners get your book or where can they connect to you and do you have any offers that you currently have like if they want to work with you yeah so to check out everything it's on my website at emilykaufman.org it's emilykaufman.org or on instagram at girls gone healthy podcast Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at live your personal best at live your personal best. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I would love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. Thanks and see you next time.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.